I'm I've been trying to get it to record on both on two tracks. Yeah. I can't figure it out. I don't know what it is. I I thought that I just figured it out. I didn't. All right, wait, give me a sec. We're recording again. Um Okay, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um I yeah, I actually did it. I actually did figure it out. Um but uh also our new theme song for a that we think we'll see. We'll see, but the one that maybe we'll use for this episode is um courtesy of the Philippines Supreme Court. Um they've got it they've got a actually is it a, a banger. It it is a banger and they have a like hymn for each of their like government bodies. Like it's really beautiful stuff. Oh my god, you ask it on this shit. I know. Now. Why do we not have a Supreme Court song? Um I don't know. Well, uh something to something to think about. <laughs> okay. If you're listening to this, uh, yeah. to justices. everyone out there listening to this, government official or not. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Supreme Court. Start to go, uh, um, what's it? Oh, yeah, the... What's that? Change.org? Yeah. What is it? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, start a petition. Yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll really make waves. Yeah. Um, Maybe it will, you know, increase the people caring about the supreme court rather than just finding out later and being pissed no, about everything you know what actually if the supreme court had a th- had some kind of performance, reality show performance <laughs> aspect something you're you're right you're right i was actually wondering today because i was reading the um new york times article on roe v wade i was wondering like why has there never been a like house of cards style tv show about the supreme court million dollar idea it it really is oh my god looking at jenny thomas yeah oh she would be so good she would be so good delectable as an as a character amazing amazing and um yeah her and then like i was listening that I was uh, reading that they like do they have their lunches together and they'll like give oh toasts to each other during the lunches and then they're they have, so cute they have uh, they are quite cute and then they have their their like their secret um meetings are called conferences mm-hmm. um I didn't know that but they have like these secretive conferences where they'll like hide like the conservative judges will like hide that they're having conferences with like the other oh. conservative judges and then it's all like it's it's just all it could be so, so good. good. So I was thinking like the TV show it would have to go over a Supreme Court term, but there would have to be it would have to be like there is one major case that they're that they're like working on. Mm. But um anyway and like knowing that their decision imagine being a supreme court justice like how powerful they must feel yeah yeah like being like yeah whatever i decide is gonna affect yeah well that's what's crazy is you must feel so powerful but like like so helpless sometimes at the hands of the other justices yeah um but the other thing the other thing that i was thinking is that it's cool how they decide what cases they're gonna hear? They're like, there's they've been deciding what cases they're gonna hear. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like Trump. Mm, 
Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, it's just interesting. They've just they're trying to send it again. I think. I saw that they're sending it back, and they're just gonna be like, "Dude, please, please, just like let the states decide. Like, this isn't a federal. Yeah, we don't want to deal with this. We have bigger things. We have the administrative state to (laughs) deal with. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah, they just have a lot of different uh balls to juggle at one time and i think i think when i look at someone like clarence thomas i don't really get that vibe <laughs> oh my god um but yeah they really are dealing with a lot um how many robes do you think they each own that's a really good question like do they have like a robe do they have like a robe closet just for their robes or but also they and do, do taxpayer do th- dollars go towards the supreme court <laughs> robes well i would assume so i would assume so but like how often do you get a new row like do how many do you get once you become a supreme court justice and then like is it like where do they every year we'll give you a new robe do you think we make them domestically (laughs) or internationally (laughs) um they're probably made in china (laughs) truly um but yeah also do they wear the robes like every day like i know that they wear them for the important bits especially the public bits but like do they wear them when they're like eating lunch i don't think so because like when they go do speeches at universities they're not not wearing wearing them them. but like i'm saying like while they're in while they're in like whatever the yeah. Supreme Court building. Are they wearing them at all times in the building? Or is it only when they're going to do their, like, listen to arguments or, like, maybe the important conferences? I don't... I just Personally, like, if I were a Supreme Court justice, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to get mine dirty, especially eating, I would want to take off my robe before so I didn't spill any food on oh, it. Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I'd, I'd just get too comfortable in that thing. Oh, it looks I'd be so comfortable. I'd be all hang out. Do you think, yeah, do you think, mm. also, I know we've talked about this, but, like, how do they, do they have a back door? Do they drive themselves? Or? Oh, my gosh. I know. I think about this all the time. Can you imagine one of them walking up the steps to the, like, they can't. We just got to go visit. No we got to. There's no way to, because some of these cases are so important that, like, there's, you never hear about, like, I, at least I don't because I don't read enough. But if it's out there, I haven't seen anything about a justice walking up the steps ready to hear like an argument and being like berated by protesters. Yeah. You know, like they must. It's almost like they have like an underground tunnel. Mm, definitely. Like the, well, they do probably. Well, that's where they all went in the um, insurrection. Did you know <laughs> if it was that there's insert. a tunnel under Supreme Court? boulevard <laughs> i thought that there were tunnels i could be wrong but like that connect like supreme court to the to all the no, important you're, buildings you're probably right just course. so they don't have to like go around they can just be like mm, let me pop up yeah um okay well maybe we should get oh also how are you i'm good okay. uh, <laughs> how, um. a little tired but um yeah having a good day excited for the new year yeah um me too i'm excited to excited to get like fully caught up and just be taking the days as they come 
Mm. Yeah. Like, so we're starting to get in a groove. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, okay. Positive things are happening in my life. Gonna get in a car soon. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. So that's gonna help. Yeah, that will help a lot. Um, Yeah, so that came out today. Did it? Kind of, yeah. You found out you're getting the car? No, 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 no. Oh. Um, I'm going to be able to get some money for a down payment. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and they're going to send out the check pretty soon. That is so sick. Uh, amazing, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm so happy for you. Me too. Okay. <laughs> um, then I can pick you You know up. who else is getting money? You? No. Oh. No. But you know who should be getting money? <laughs> you. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also all of the victims of the opioid crisis. Which dun, is dun, what? Dun. Wasn't that amazing? That was an that amazing, was an amazing segue. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Which is what we're going to be talking about today is the um, settlement lawsuit concerning... Um, well, it, it, the case is Harrington, Harrington v. Purdue Pharma. Um, just a bit of background, if you don't really know what this case is about. I don't really know how anyone, I, I think everyone has like a pretty, you have a pretty rough idea of like what, how we got to where we are. Yeah, and big pharma. Big, you know, big pharma. So specifically Purdue. Specifically and Purdue. Just in opioids. Nineteen ninety six, Purdue Pharma developed and patented OxyContin, um, which also known as Oxy. Yeah. <laughs> just um, okay. It, oh, so <laughs> thanks. Um, anyway, it was originally available in ten, twenty, forty, and eighty milligram tablets um and two years later it they released 160 milligrams tablet and just for reference percocet Wait, 10 through what 10 through 80 80 and milligrams the next one they released was 160 Ooh, doubling that yeah right. so just for reference percocet has five milligrams of oxycodone which is the com- chemical compound in it also known as perks <laughs> yeah how do you know that I don't know. I actually don't. I just, I, I, I know the lingo sometimes, okay. the slang that the kids say. Yeah. You listen to rap? <laughs> you been out there listening to rap music? I think, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> how I know what perks are. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so this basically, like, when they were releasing Oxy, it was a, like, lawless. Oxy or Oxy? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're just gonna we're we're gonna call it Oxy and Perks. Y- yeah, I can't believe they're rapping. O- Sorry, I can't believe they're rapping about Perks and Perks is only five milligrams. I know they're I, like I couldn't believe that actually. I'm kind of like I when I found that out, I'm kind of like, what are you taking like a hundred of them? I don't know, but I feel like because I there's a Drake lyric that's like she. She only wanted half of my perk or something like half, that. Half, so that's two point <laughs> five like, milligrams. Like, is that even? <laughs> 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 Woo! 
No, you know, sometimes the people that like like that they're the most vocal. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I got that two point five. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, well, it's okay. Anyway, well, that's good. All so right. when this was happening, it was really like a lawless free for all for um big pharma, and Purdue was literally just like, first of all, doing like the I don't know if you've seen any. There's been like a lot of. Is that my phone? I think there's, so. So there's been like a lot of um a side note, you need thirty two perks to fit in the oxy. Okay. The hundred sixty milligrams of look oxy. At, look at you. Yeah. Um Okay. Okay. So uh I don't know if you've seen any there have been a lot of like dramatizations through recent um uh, like TV shows, I think there was one called like Dope Sick, and mm, then there was Painkiller, mm-hmm. and they were all about this time in the early two thousands where um, Purdue was uh, basically hiring like hot young women to go accost like doctors all mm, over the country mm-hmm. and give them basically these doctors were getting huge kickbacks for overprescribing oxy. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, they're like Purdue. Uh, had a I I forget exactly how it worked out but they hired a bunch of studies to be done where basically they came to the conclusion that it wasn't an addictive drug and that like all Mm. of the other reports that it was addictive were false and uh, just like so so outright lying yeah um and yeah and I think we I think any of us who live in America know what happened next uh it basically became a uh like what is it called that like like trucks go like a uh, a rail a ramp yeah to, like up ramp an up ramp to where we are now which is a full-on crisis yeah um and a lot of families were um the victims of being over prescribed yeah. oxycontin and then um getting addicted mm-hmm. turning to other drugs just awful things overdoses mm-hmm. um there are hundreds of thousands of people in america and canada who have been affected by this i know that my cousin cousin is a was a um coroner for oh the my city or the county in ohio where and they were the epicenter of the opioid epidemic for a while wow or one of them and he would he would talk about how overloaded they were because of it, because wow. most of the people that would come in were overdoses be- due to the opioid uh, crisis and how sad and uh, was pretty vocal about what was happening. Um, yeah, and and I think I think the government opened a they opened a case against Purdue pretty early on, but. Um, were this this case that we're talking about today isn't concerned with any criminal cases. Um, Purdue has had two criminal cases put against it. It's you know you're like it's a big company. How does that work? Um, but yeah, they have they settled. They have settled, but now so they the problem with this case is that it's about this. It 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 affects. S- so many victims of this yeah. crisis so many like a ton of a bunch of money is going to victim a bunch of the money from this so-called settlement is going to victims but then also to like 
um, local governments and, you know, it, like efforts for mm -hmm. rehabilitation and stuff. It's going to like entire areas of yeah. the U.S. Um, In the public, like the social service. Yeah. Like the so, services. yeah. So obviously, like what happened was when this many like civil cases get put up against. OK, wait, let me go back. OK, so the Sackler family heard of them. They were the people that owned Purdue in these Ooh. early days. They're basically like the like Oxycontin dynasty. Yeah. So they like Rothschild level. Yeah. yeah uh, no. Something something <laughs> okay. like that. Sorry. But serious topic worth, and uh, worth so much money and they're just like just bad people. They were not all of them. There was like one guy and then his son and then his brother. And they were privy to a lot of these meetings, these, like, mm -hmm. sketchy meetings where they were deciding to, like, lie to the government and lie to um, to prescribers and victims. Mm -hmm. But um, basically the Sackler family, when all of the criminal cases went down and uh, then Sackler family resigned from Purdue... But obviously because they were a big part of it and obviously because they amassed billions of dollars from OxyContin alone, mm -hmm. um, they are also liable. But they're not a part of Purdue anymore. So what happened was um, Purdue, what happened, what happened was Purdue entered, Purdue had obviously so many civil suits against it. It mm -hmm. owed so much money. When something like that happens, then things get, go into bankruptcy court. Mm -hmm. And Purdue, as a debtor, debtor, I think debtor, yeah, <laughs> debtor, um, therefore um, comes up, they declare bankruptcy they come up with a settlement and a reorganization plan where they're going to reorganize their assets. They're going to reorganize. They're going to basically come up with a payment plan that will be funded by, you know, new profits, by old, you know, mm -hmm. money because you can't pay out that much money over time. And as part of that, the Sackler family agreed. Eventually, there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of back and forth during this entire case, but understandably because we know their past. And well, so originally, and, and they're oh. they're literally sacks of shit. They yeah, are. that's what I was gonna say. Is like we know their past of yeah, the uh, bad decision making and yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, kind of create psychopath lack of yeah. empathy yeah they're yeah they they're just like money whores profited off of suffering so um originally the sackler family decided to join this lawsuit uh, or this settlement and offer three billion dollars and then a bunch of the um i forget what they're called who are the people that are like the non whoever is like owed the money let me see what are they called officially but like all of the people that are owed money a lot a big percentage restitution of them, no that's no it's not that <laughs> thank you that. sorry um uh okay but anyway the the claimants oh perfect 
I think that's it. That's probably wrong, though. Hey, you know, we'll go with it for now. We don't know what we're talking about. for the, Or the, the official um, yeah, words, and that's what you're getting here on the podcast. Not important. I'm getting to the the claimants. I really think that's it. Okay, okay let's just so, run with it. Um, anyway, the... Uh, a big chunk of the claimants weren't cool with that little measly $3 billion. Um, and so eventually the Sacklers, while they were not cool with this measly $3 billion, it got passed down to a court, blah, 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 and different court. And then eventually the uh, U.S. trustees got involved. And they're the ones that are bringing this case forward. But while all of that was going on, the Sackler family renegotiated to offer six billion dollars, but this is the this is the catch. They're gonna offer six billion dollars. They're not. This is part of a. Um, this is all under like Chapter Eleven bankruptcy code. All super complicated stuff. But because they were part of Purdue at the time, that they're like joined together in this settlement. But at the same time, they're not declaring bankruptcy, so they're not. Uh, they're not like, they're not a traditional like debtor in the sense <laughs> of the word. Um, they're more of like a, another, another party. But so the thing is, is that they don't have to declare bankruptcy. And also, um, also they get to, they get to pay this six billion dollars over time, um, and the creditors will like uh, pay, obviously pay it out of their pockets, mm-hmm. and then also by paying that six billion dollars, it shields them from any further civil lawsuits against them. So, obviously, mm-hmm. the bankruptcy code. It, this whole thing covers Chapter Eleven of Bankruptcy Code. You're welcome. I read it. Thank you. The most boring shit ever. Um, Is it better or worse than tax codes? I mean, oh, you're right. It's probably be- It's probably a little bit better. But it's complicated. So financial law is, like, the most complicated kind because you're dealing with so many different things. Like, yeah. who knows how to deal with money? Uh, no, I don't, think, I don't. I think we've learned <laughs> that no one does. I mean, like... No one really does. It. You're kind of making it up as you go along. And whatever whatever works in the moment works. Yeah. So this, first of all, this case really has two questions, which is if this Chapter 11 bankruptcy code is constitutional, but also there's... And what's a Chapter 11 bankruptcy code? Okay, so basically the purpose of it is it's primarily used by businesses to allow them to continue operating their business while they work all out a plan to pay off their debt. So it's cool. designed for the reorganization of a debtor's business affairs, debts and assets and then um it's basically so that they can keep their business alive and pay creditors over time. And the other Thing that is uh so are they trying to say that the Sackler family technically isn't a business and so they don't well that's yeah that's a y- yeah so the one of the points of contention is whether this bankruptcy code authorizes bankruptcy courts to 
approve third-party releases without the consent of the claimants. So if some of the claimants are saying, no, we we want to individually take the Sacklers to court, then the then they're able to override that. You know, it seems like that's mm-hmm. sort of an issue of due process. Yeah. But really, at the same time, like, can you imagine if each and every person entered a civil suit um, with the Sacklers, like there wouldn't be any money at the end. So it makes sense why there are these mass tort lawsuits mm-hmm. that pay out massive settlements and are organized by a you know a separate party that works it all out. You yeah. know, instead of like each case being individually handled, then you're gonna maybe like you know. Obviously, a bunch of the different, like, state governments and, like, organizations are going to get a ton of money. A lot of it is going to go to the bankruptcy lawyers because, obviously, and the, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then it, it – so it really – the thing about this case is it really is, like, which is – aside from the constitutional stuff, which is kind of, like, a lot of the justice – the guy who argued on behalf of the uh, trustees, Harrington or whatever, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the justices were like, why would we unravel like 30 years of cases that have done this exact thing um, mm-hmm. when it doesn't even seem like a majority of the victims want to do that? Yeah. Um, Did they know? ever bring up private versus public? What do you mean? So like, I guess with these cases is, yeah, you have the private people that you need to pay out, right? Yeah. You got you got the victims. You got the victims' families. Um, you got different hospitals, probably, doctors. But on the other flip side is so much of our, like, public health resources and um, uh, services um, yeah. have gone mental health services that are publicly owned have gone to help the opioid crisis um and so i guess like does that well i I mean does that ever come into play not really they're all kind of lumped together so it's really just that um should they should give the, the the like maybe give a big donation to like I, mental health services for like yeah, but that stuff really isn't in contention. Like they know yeah. who they know who has to be paid out. It's really just about like so the guy the guy Harrington was saying that the court of uh, the like court that did this it misapplied any legal precedents that favor third party releases and that basically bankruptcy courts cannot release non-debtors like the Sacklers against third-party claims without like explicit statutory authorization um so it's really just about like this the appeals court and the bankruptcy court having the power to authorize this kind of mass payout Mm -hmm. and on the other hand Purdue Pharma the creditors and the Sacklers are maintaining that Congress has given courts the broad power to protect bankruptcy estates. Wait, this is a separation of powers argument? It's like it's not that's what I mean by like the constitutional stuff. It's Okay, it's the constitutional. Is. So they're kind of bringing up of like that um Congress has is it the executive branch and the judicial branch and how much 
Well, it's kind of yeah. Because yeah, I'm yeah. going through with the SEC, which we'll have next episode. Yeah. Um, that's what they're arguing a lot about, like Article One courts. And is bankruptcy court considered an Article One court? It, it's okay if you don't know. I don't know. No, it's okay. No, I don't think so. Okay, continue. Sorry. Okay, so basically, um, yeah, that's the thing is that it's it is. It is about this boring, like, constitution and separation of power stuff. But even more, I think even more importantly, it's about, like, um, it's it's about whether this is, like, worth even doing. Um, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, it's, first of all, like, bankruptcy cases like this have happened for quite a while. And... Mass torts and comp like is a really complicated thing, um, and so this just seems like the easiest way to do it. It's really just like one of the biggest questions is whether um, is like whether the Sacklers should be getting off like that, you know? Mm. Because a lot of people, a, a lot of people want to see them really like suffer yeah wait so this case sorry i didn't really look into this case but it's fun to learn so much um and uh is this case though this isn't one of the you know how we've talked about how there's two different types of supreme court cases Mm -hmm. one that's like it's not really about the case at hand it's about the lasting effects Versus the case at hand, solving the case at hand. Um, I'm. I mean. So this is more about the, like solving this, or this is, is it the lasting implications? No, there would be massive lasting implications. So I'll I'll get to that. Okay. Actually. My apologies. No, do not do not worry. I'm kind of uh, just throwing stuff out there. I love it. Um, yeah. So, um. Really, it's, like, about the principle of letting the Sacklers off, giving them legal immunity, um, even though they haven't had to declare bankruptcy. And the problem is, is that, like, so even when this case was being argued, there were people protesting outside being, like, we don't want their money, we don't want the, we don't want, like, you know, we want to take, we have our day in court, blah, blah, blah. But actually, like, when you look at the briefs it shows that there's really after the Sacklers agreed to pay six billion there really are only a few different groups of people and that's mainly the uh board of trust the trustee program then also one government thing in canada and Mm. then canada first nations one of their things oh interesting and that's kind of like it the thing is is that like uh, one of one of the justices brought this up um i think it was i think it might have been jackson but she was like there's There's no, obviously, like, all of the victims that are going to receive money from this, they all know that the Sacklers are, you know, they they all know that, like, they're evil, but, um, but this is, this is, like, the most pragmatic and, um, like, way for them to expedite payment, Mm -hmm. because it's been a long time coming, and, if, for example, this case doesn't go through, then what's gonna, 
Like, first of all, there would have to be litigation between Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family, Mm -hmm. between the two of them. That would take a while. And then the specific claims from each uh, each claimants would have to be filed. And it was just it is going to be a while. Yeah. Do you think that this slow. case is gonna go moot or it's just sent back down? I I really don't know because at like a lot of I don't know a lot of the justices seemed they seemed to be on board with Purdue's argument, but a lot of them had good questions and um, a lot of them felt like I think it was a. Uh, like uh justice jackson really seemed uh skeptical that like releasing any liability was the only way to compensate opioid victims um and why the agreement even needed to be reached through bankruptcy court which i didn't really understand because that just made it more complicated for me um is that in terms of it should have been reached in like criminal court? Well, no, just that like just that it shouldn't why should the Sacklers even be able to like like claw onto this deal when they're not declaring bankruptcy? Yeah. Um makes sense. And there were two there were kind of two people that argued against the government, um, and that was uh Purdue, but then there was also a lawyer for victims groups. Um and mm. Yeah, I thought that was uh, it, it was cool to hear what he was saying, and that um, and that like there, this is the most viable path for any victim recovery. Yeah. Um, and then also Justice Kagan, um, Justice Kagan seemed to agree with the, um. She seemed to agree with Purdue. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, because I think I think at the end of the day, like, we want to see these people paid. And you know what else is that, like, there are, this would have, like, massive implications for other mass tort lawsuits, including. Drum roll. You want to guess? Trump. Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Boy Scouts. Oh, the Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. So talk about that. Well, because they're also part of like a mass tort lawsuit to um, give out. They had to go to bankruptcy court um, over this because they have to pay out a crazy sum of uh, victims mm. from, um, I think it was sexual, sexual yeah, abuse, misconduct. And I think it we can categorize it as abuse. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. You're right. Um, I was also wondering, like, did the Catholic Church do something like that? I think they might have done something. But they wouldn't have had to go to bankruptcy. I don't really know. I thought the Boy Scouts was a non-profit. I guess not. You would still have to. I mean. Oh, really? Non-profits have to go too? I would think. I mean, clearly, because they are. Well, maybe Boy Scouts aren't a non-profit. You would think that they are, but that doesn't mean they don't have they don't aren't liable for damages. Yeah, a hundred percent. That makes so much sense. I don't I think they might want to present as a nonprofit but aren't a nonprofit. 
Um, so far, what I'm seeing is that they're not a nonprofit. So talk about on each side what the implications are. Yeah. So basically, if uh, if the U.S. Uh, trustee it, um, wins, then I mean, I don't I don't really to be honest, I don't really know. It would end a um, it would end like 30 years of bankruptcy court practice. Like think of like all the like I think PG&E did something mm-hmm. like this in California. Like it would what I don't really know what happens after that. Um, so just read right how we are how are we run. It, yeah, and also like then it would dismantle um a delegative power that mm-hmm. Congress has given to these courts to um like, you know, dole out uh payments. Yeah. So I really I really don't know. Um, but yeah, like I said, if it goes like with the, um, also then what's going to happen to these other lawsuits, people probably aren't going to get their money. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like people, yeah, the, I think that's what, um, a lot of the justices seemed concerned with, especially like, uh, Kagan, um, yeah, Kagan, who else? was quite vocal Sotomayor so I didn't hear too much of Sotomayor I'm surprised that so much Jackson yeah Jackson really are you I just like never hear Jackson really I feel like she usually she uh, to me she usually starts talking during the end of the oral arguments yeah but I feel like she piggybacks a lot of times she does piggyback but she asks good questions usually yes Agreed. Um, yeah, I think I think the um I think this case is interesting though because um the there are questions like the just I can't split it up across like different ideological lines. Mm-hmm. Like the questions were the questions seem pretty like evenly dispersed amongst the justices in like in what they were asking about, like, implications and stuff. And I think, I don't think this is going to be a partisan case. I think they are, I think there are a lot of different questions at hand here, like, should the Sacklers be held further responsible? But then also, like, what's going to happen to these other mass tort lawsuits? But then, like, also, is this fair for the victims? Mm -hmm. There's just all of these different questions that really transcend those kinds of... um, yeah, those kinds of uh, ideological lines. So yeah. Um, where where did Thomas and Alito and Mr. Gorsuch or Justice Gorsuch? My apologies. I didn't even write anything down. That usually, usually I like ignore Thomas's first question. Of me too. <laughs> I, like, they usually don't do anything for it. Like, they don't clear anything up for me um, that I myself was wondering. And I usually don't even understand the question. That's not because the question doesn't make sense. It's just because the question never makes sense to me. Yeah. It's always a very law-concerned question about either, like, the 
you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he asks questions that are about, like, something that's written in the brief or, like, some mm-hmm. specific language. And it's just stuff that is kind of like, are you talking just to talk? <laughs> and there, yeah. Are you, making sure, are you making sure you just have your name on the... I think he just is like, I need to get my first question. And it's funny because he also... Made it his identity. He, yeah. But then he also, like, when he asks questions... To get the paycheck. He'll ask, like, a question and he's like... Um, and just this question before I let you go. And it's like, yo, this is your job. You don't have to let anyone, like, this is mm-hmm. what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe there's just a lack of passion there. Yeah, I think you could say that. <laughs> um. Cool. All right. Any other things you want to add about Purdue? No. How um, do you want it to go? I, uh, that's the problem is that, like, I want the I want the Sacklers. This is their like collective family payout. The the Sacklers are worth like eleven billion dollars, and then guess what? They also have like money that they've stored overseas well, as of well. Um, so I just, you know, it's I, it's just so it's just so hard because you mm-hmm. you want these families to get money. At the end of the day, they're probably only going to get like. I, what like three thousand dollars each mm-hmm. um which is crazy but like it's i think i think it's better for this type of thing to end than to be um than to like keep going on especially because at the end of the day obviously this whole bankruptcy court thing has worked for the most part mm-hmm. for these mass tort um lawsuits so I just I just don't know. It it seems like this case was brought to court less because of the constitutional issues with Chapter Eleven and mm-hmm. more because of the question of the Sacklers and because and because there were some vocal claimants saying that they um, were uh, non consenting claimants to this settlement or whatever. Yeah. 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 Do you think that if they rule in favor of Purdue, that this will incur in like Sacklers, you know, just have to do six billion? Um, yeah, just just six, six billion. billion. Um, <laughs> that it will encourage more people to have a business model where they can do messed up things and then just leave, and then they're not involved. Or well, no, I mean, I, I mean. No, no, I think, I think, like, this has been, this has been a long time, a long, long battle of, like, uh, the Sacklers, I'm pretty sure, despite all of their, like, riches and fortune, they, they've had a shitty, like, 10, past 10 years, you know, and as they should have, but I think the government has really hit them hard, and, Mm -hmm. like, the, I think... I was reading kind of about like the history of the um, opioid crisis and it's it's interesting because this like one law professor or this one doctor wrote that usually with um, big like overwhelming issues like this people try to uh, find solutions before assigning blame and Mm -hmm. with this with this case it's actually been all about assigning blame. Yeah. Um. And there really hasn't been too much of the solution side of the equation that's been worked out. And so I think that this, uh, yeah, this would. Sometimes really it's better to you know just 
Yeah. Take the money and go. But it, it's just sad, you know, it the whole, really sad. the fact that, you know, the Sackler family had probably knew what the outcome would be. Yeah. Don't know, but at least knew it wasn't going to be positive. And at least, at least pharmaceutical companies can't do this shit anymore. Um, at, you know, at least it's not our own government who's doing it to us. Now it's just Mexican drug cartels. <laughs> Well, you know, there we go. Um, which is, I'd love them to have their day in court. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. In the way, the sack, in a, in a way, the Sackler family is a cartel. Yeah, I'd say so, and they probably have their links L- to the cartel. I think you don't think so. <laughs> I don't Do you don't think? Okay. <laughs> all all right so i had a huge conspiracy Maybe they've hung yeah. out like once or twice you don't think that they were like okay now here is heroin well push this no because i would think i would think that that they knew that like illegal drug like a flood of heroin coming into the u.s after like oxycontin and that's really what it was is like after after oxycontin came out um a lot of like drug investigative journalists started realizing like whoa what is with this influx of heroin coming Mm -hmm. into the country like we've never seen cartels move it like this before and it's because the demand was caused by the sacklers but obviously that makes sense but i think i think that's one of the things that turned it less into like a you know, just a white collar crime of like misleading the government mm-hmm. and the FDA and more into like, oh shit, you've caused a full on like um, transnational, international mm-hmm. like issue here. Yeah. Do you know. think the US will ever go after this? They should. Go after who? The Sacklers. I don't, I, sh- I think they I don't have. Know. I don't really. really, I think that they have, but I just don't really know the details yeah. of it. But I hope that they get, you know, maybe they'll get it if it's not in this world life in an afterlife and yeah they'll 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 karma comes around yeah 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 yeah. um i had a huge conspiracy theory this whole time we were talking and all i kept sharing was sackler and i was like do you think (laughs) mr sacks is an ex-sackler oh that's good but um, I looked it up and I don't think so because his last name is Sacks, S A C K. Yeah, it's quite different. But he has the same like, uh, white man look to him. Yeah, or like was yeah, who knows? Oh, yeah, Mr. Sacks is a, a celebrity at the Los Angeles City Council. Yeah, meetings. Yeah, he's and he is. He's a he's a. Brilliant public speaker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. A lawyer. Maybe. He, yeah. Oh, you're th- that's Mister. That's not Mister Sachs. Yeah, it is. No, Mister Sachs. No, because Mister Herman has a puppet. No, no, no Mister Sachs has Mis- a puppet. No, that's Mister Spindler. Mister Sachs is the old man. Oh my god. How did you get that wrong? Mr. Spindler has the puppy. And you can No, I no, no, Mr. Herman. Mr. Mr. Herman has the swastika. Mr. Oh. Spindler has the puppet. Um and uh Mr. Sachs is just the sweet old man. Oh my god, Mr. Sachs is the best. You know how I remember that Mr. Spindler has a puppet? 
I, I think of him as like a spinster. That's oh, why. Oh, interesting. I don't even know what spinster means, but. That, like like when like the, all I think about is like Beauty and the Beast with the old spinning wheels. Like, and then she pricks her. You think that's what that means? Spinster? I don't know. Is it bad? That's <laughs> what. I don't know if it's a bad word. I, I don't think no, it's that's like. that's what a, I thought a spinster was. Oh, um, oh, okay. And a spinster is an unmarried woman, typically an older woman beyond the usual age for marriage. Okay. Well, all the Google images have I, the spinning I see that. Okay. So you oh. are right. It's oh. like a weird. The so term that's, that's originally denoted a woman whose occupation was to spin. Okay. All right. A synonym is an old maid. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> the male version is a bachelor. I hate this. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, it's uh It's like 8:23. So, cool. We should move on. We're doing great. Doing great. All right. Well, F uh, the Sacklers. Um fuck the Sacklers. Yeah. Believe the Sacklers. Um, mm. Oh yeah, bleep the. You know what? Pieces of shit. Yeah. You can add the bleeps <laughs> in later. <laughs> okay. All right. Respectfully submitted. Submitted.